William Stoner entered the University of Missouri as a freshman in the year 1910 at the age of 19. Eight years later, during the height of World War I, he received his Doctor of Philosophy degree and accepted an instructorship at the same university where he taught until his death in 1956. He did not rise above the rank of assistant professor, and few of his students remembered him with any sharpness after they had taken his courses. When he died, his colleagues made a memorial contribution of a medieval manuscript to the university library. This manuscript may still be found in the rare books collection, bearing the inscription, Presented to the Library of the University of Missouri, in memory of William Stoner, Department of English, by his colleagues. An occasional student who comes upon the name may wonder idly who William Stoner was, but he seldom pursues his curiosity beyond a casual question. Stoner's colleagues, who held him in no particular esteem when he was alive, speak of him rarely now. To the older ones, his name is a reminder of the end that awaits them all, and to the younger ones it is merely a sound which evokes no sense of the past and no identity with which they can associate themselves or their careers. That's the first page of the 1965 novel Stoner by John Williams, and it aptly sets the tone for what may be the saddest book I've ever read. Stoner chronicles the entire life of one William Stoner, starting with his childhood on a small family farm in Missouri, an only child. He soon goes to college, where an English professor who sees potential in him after an introductory course convinces him to take up the profession himself. Stoner struggles with his marriage, particularly with the raising of his daughter, and he finds his academic work to be a welcome escape from his strained family life, although, as you've heard, he doesn't exactly have an illustrious career. He makes a couple of friends at the university, expands his doctoral thesis into a book, and has a brief extramarital affair with a fellow instructor, but his career is hindered by office politics and a basic clash of personalities. And really, that's all that happens in the book. But still, uneventful as Stoner's life may be, he finds significance and purpose in it because he devotes it to something that he loves. He teaches with a zeal that makes him something of a campus character, although it's the same passion for his subject that gets him into hot water with the English department. But Stoner truly loves his work. And it's from this love that he draws the courage to make the sacrifices he makes. It's funny, in kind of a perverse way, that Stoner's life is so bleak. It has an ascetic quality, like the life of a monk. Like his, his detachment from most of the world leaves his heart free to love his profession as deeply as he does. It's worth noting here that Stoner is never shown praying, attending church, or reading the Bible. God and spirituality are hardly present in any explicit way, but it's clear that Stoner finds in the study and teaching of literature some kind of relationship with things larger, older, and nobler than his own life. William Stoner's life is guided by a love for what transcends him, and in this respect he heroically exemplifies the postmodern religion of self-actualization. His love in the face of his suffering consecrates the university into a church, and in pursuit of the eternal life of the mind, he gives himself to his work with the devotion of a saint. Stoner has a kind of conversion experience involving a Shakespearean sonnet in a mandatory English course. It's not immediately obvious, but this encounter with the literary world changes the course of his life. He switches his major from agriculture to English and feels a vocation to teach it, which comes as a surprise to his parents, but 
they're glad to see him pursuing a better life than he could have had back on the farm. And the scenes with Stoner's parents are some of the most poignant in the novel, and while they don't appear much after the first chapter, they deeply inform his character. Stoner inherits great patience, determination, and loyalty, which serve him well as he faces the challenges of academic life. He does his job with humble gratitude in even the most unrewarding circumstances because he never loses sight of how fortunate he is to work with his mind. Stoner's life is not one of luxury or adventure, and his work is often dull, but it keeps him in touch with what he loves, and he cherishes the rare opportunity he has to share his love with others, changing lives in profound and unexpected ways as his own life was once changed by the same love. This is all given in a very understated way in the book, which to me is one of the things that makes Stoner so great. From the plot and themes to the characters to the vocabulary and the style of the prose, this novel makes much of simple things. This leaves a lot open to interpretation, which I think is cool because it brings the reader into a more active relationship with the story. In particular, the character of Stoner himself is not obviously heroic. I think the novel really invites the reader's own judgment as to whether Stoner's life was worthwhile or whether he's even really a good person. You know, I could easily give this book a cynical reading. I could point out how Stoner's father insists he go to the new College of Agriculture so that he can help them modernize their farm, but he switches his major sophomore year on a whim and waits until after he graduates to tell them that not only does he know nothing about soil chemistry or whatever they expected him to learn, he's not even coming back to the farm for that summer because he's, quote, going on to school for another year, maybe two or three. I could read the misfortunes of Stoner's life as some kind of cosmic retribution for betraying his parents' trust by abandoning the family farm to become an effete intellectual. I could highlight his choice not to gamble with death and glory in the Great War as exemplifying not a quiet kind of heroism, but a tragic flaw, timidity, passivity, practically paralytic reserve. I could say Stoner retreats into his books because he fails to manage his real life and ends up lonely. He cares more for medieval texts and their long-dead authors than for the people and events of the world he inhabits. And I could be real cynical about Stoner's marriage, how, how he locks eyes with a random woman at his first faculty dinner party, visits her the next day with her reluctant consent, and <laughs> falls in love because she tells him her life story while she's having some kind of dissociative episode. And this woman, Edith, also tells Stoner that she's going to Europe with her aunt before long, so he gets jealous and asks her to marry him less than a week before she's supposed to leave. He's such a spurg lord about the whole thing, you'd think she's the first woman who's ever talked to him. She does marry him, but they aren't exactly forthcoming with each other in their marriage, and they don't share a bed for long. They reach a kind of mutual respect in their old age, but still... William chooses not to call Edith to his bedside in his last moments, preferring to pass away with a book in his hands. Yeah, spoiler alert, but in a novel like this, as in life, getting there is at least 60% of the fun. Point is, I could say that the drama is maudlin, some scenes border on bathos, I could use the phrase pity porn instead of just mentioning it here, but that's not how I choose to read Stoner. The text doesn't have much of a moral interpretation built into it, but 
It suggests its own interpretation in its portrayal of Stoner's own attitude towards his life. Like a farmer who lives and dies by the weather, he understands how much of his life is out of his control, and he is realistic about the possibilities available to him. He stays grounded and cultivates hope where he can. He makes mistakes and bears the consequences without blaming the world or giving up on himself. And what keeps Stoner going until the end is his participation in the timeless world of literature. He has felt its transcendent power for himself, and he finds deep meaning in initiating new generations of students into the same sacred mysteries. He gives his life to the eternal word and bears witness to works that advocate the greatness of the human spirit by their mere existence. William Stoner is the hero of his own story. His life has significance and purpose because it demonstrates how exposure to great art can shape a soul, and it testifies to the redemptive power of love. Thank you for listening.